0: yeah all right oh welcome boy. to the that was, uh,
1: that was a different sound yeah zoom, zoom apparently
0: has fired their last uh, their last voice host so we have a new one and uh, we'd like to welcome you to a show about pistachios yeah that's right that's right we thought it would be a little bit uh, sophomoric to call it a show about nuts so we're gonna be a little more adult about it and precisely get to what kind of nut
1: we're talking about and it's pistachio Exactly. There's uh definitely this story, this show is nuts.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe to that podcast. Is that a good show?
1: Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, they have a lot of episodes, and uh, they talk about you know different types of nuts. We like to focus on pistachios, but that's why we're the third most listened to pistachio based podcast in North America.
0: I wonder what it's going to take for us to get to be number 2. What do you think we'll have to do to get to the next spot on the list?
1: Oh my god. No, I I mean I love that you're thinking that way. I think I think it's really tough like it's better to sort of appreciate where we are right now and not, you know. But but okay. I guess if we can gain one more listener, we'll be at number 2. <laughs>
0: You know, I feel like I've spent this entire pandemic just being happy with where we were, feeling like whatever happens, it's sort of God's way. You know, it's the inshallah course. And now that I feel like we're in uh, post pandemic times, at least that seems to be the American, you know, standpoint. You know, we're very apocalyptic religious nation. So uh, everyone's very excited, no matter where your stance is on God, about calling this the post pandemic. Um, I think I'd like to, just like a new year, I'd like to maybe shoot for growth now. I think we've been very comfortable in the, um, in the stasis that we had. Um, so what's it going to take? What do you think it's going to
1: take to get to that number two slot?
0: How are we going to get that extra listener?
1: I don't know. I mean, do you know anybody who would listen to our show about pistachios? Because I think that's what it would take to actually maybe like know somebody or uh, I don't know. Like we currently, we currently have no listeners on our Pistachio show, and to have one listener would be amazing.
0: Well, I mean, I could always get my mom. Really? I think she's oh. You know, she's retired. She hasn't really found anything I think to do in retirement besides hang out with the grandkids, which she lives too far away from to see with any regularity. Uh, so oh, that would be amazing. one. Um, you know, I, I feel like the normal course of action today would be, you know, maybe doing some SEO optimization, perhaps, you know, getting onto some Reddit type threads of pistachio people and promoting ourselves. Um, but I was thinking, just old school, maybe hanging out at the uh, the pistachio aisle in the grocery store. The pistachio lobby in America is pretty big. They got their own like end caps, where like they have come up with marketing to put pistachios in their own special bag.
1: Um, oh wow!
0: Yeah, do you have that in Holland? Do you have the pistachio uh, mafia?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a big uh, problem, of course. You know, it used to be that
0: pistachios, with the other nuts, they were anonymous. They were sort of like, you know, the the great days of the proletariat, the uh, the working class having equity with others, and it, nuts were nuts. You didn't know where your walnut or your almond or your pistachio came from. There was no branding. They were just in like this sort of bulk nameless section, except for planters who sort of monopolized the peanut. But everyone always recognized that as sort of the, you know, classless nut. Yeah. And then I don't know, X amount of years ago, uh, somebody came up with a whole pistachio marketing campaign. They got their own logo, their own type of bag. And I don't know if it's one pistachio manufacturer or a consortium, but they have uh, fully taken over Um, you know these end caps of of aisles in the supermarket and I think it's due to the uniqueness of the pistachio coming in its own shell so this company basically sells you a shellless pistachio do you get shellless pistachios in Holland
1: yeah we do we do you know they, they go they go for a premium though but but I mean the time saving is 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 amazing I mean it's like the classic stand up joke about that one pistachio that's really hard to open, you know? Like
0: Can you tell Can you tell the joke for our listeners? I don't think all of them know that joke. There's some of them aren't acquainted with uh,
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. I know it really well. Um You know that pistachio that's really hard to open? <laughs> that's it. That's that's the joke.
0: <laughs> Isn't part of the joy of the pistachio. I always looked at it as it's It's almost like a fidget. It's the original fidget, like for your hand, like part of the charm and the joy. You know, sort of like uh, peeling a shrimp or uh, opening, uh, shucking an oyster. There's something to it, and it becomes ritual because just like uh, peanuts at a ball game that are not shelled, uh, that's part of the joy of it. Or do you disagree? Yeah.
1: No, I think uh, it's a really good point. Uh, What? What is the? um, What is the verb? that goes with it like um the verb the verb of the uh, verb of we basically. say is shelled it's kind of interesting
0: because you would think to shell something means to, to put a shell on it but it shell but it's to unshell it means to remove a shell that's right it's it's sort of like peeling but because the physical process this is also good for our esl listeners who've joined over the last several months the um, majority of our listeners are esl yeah yeah we're not going to focus on motherfucker today we've done many lessons on that uh, we're just going to talk about uh, shelling and, and peeling. So it's uh, just
1: it's just important for me to stress again that uh, a motherfucker doesn't always involve a mother. Uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, we made that point a, a few episodes. But I just wanted to. I think it's an important point because there have been you know misunderstandings.
0: Yeah, well, we had that one uh, Moputu who who wrote in on our live feed, uh, telling us you know, how much he really wants to hurt all the motherfuckers in his house. And we were a little confused and we got a a little bit of a side chat. And he was actually referring to the chickens. I guess the chickens uh, from outside had gotten into his house and he was referring to them as motherfuckers. Uh, And we said that perhaps he could have a a nicer name uh, because he had uh, several children and we thought that might not be appropriate he responded that his kids didn't know any English uh, so it would be okay and we didn't really have a good comeback other than it wasn't nice.
1: Yeah just and just to add that he didn't say hurts he said hack.
0: Mm, that's true and then we got in a conversation over the two definitions uh, most commonly associated with hack which both yeah. meant to chop up with a, a kind of cleaver knife as well as a back way you're into uh, someone's computer information. Yeah, with a uh,
1: with a knife. Usually, yeah. I, I think yeah. the Ukrainians
0: would disagree, but most other nations would probably still use a knife. Yeah. Uh, back to shelling.
1: Yeah. Back to shelling. Yeah. Yeah. Which, a, which has another, uh, uh, of course, definition uh, when it comes to war. Hmm. Good point.
0: You, normally, you would say shelling with that, as opposed to. Um, to shell i guess you gets you know would you say you're you shelled the enemy
1: because mm-hmm.
0: that almost sounds like now you're just shortening the name michelle and then it sounds like it's very sexual
1: or or uh brand of uh of gas stations which is dutch which is dutch and here we are in the netherlands
0: which full I, circle. yeah full circle definitely correlates to the uh The rampant colonization of the great beaches around the world and the shells they collected is my assumption
1: that's probably it yeah you know the dutch spent
0: too much time in indonesia to not be wowed by these shells there
1: i don't know um, is that that true story yeah
0: yeah what (laughs) I, i count on you to to verify all things dutch whether they are true or not
1: yeah i'm uh actually i have a research team here and they're gonna they're going to get back to us in a bit. They're um, preparing to go to the library because there's a good computer there with Google access at the library.
0: Yeah, Google access is nice. I don't know why people are so against Google. Uh, you know, if you've ever tried the alternates to Google, like Bing, it's so disappointing.
1: It's true. It's, uh, I,
0: it is. I find every time I'm go. like, I don't want to support the BMF. I'm going to use an alternative Google. And they just don't compare. I mean, the the amount of results—I mean, getting 81 million uh, results in, in seven seconds, seven
1: tenths of a second—is uh, amazing. Nobody competes with that. True, true. Uh, um, so I'm curious how uh, we haven't spoken for a uh, couple weeks uh, since the motherfucker episode. How how are things going on on your end?
0: They're they're moving mo- moving along just uh, just wonderfully. Uh, now that I am, uh, I've stopped eating pistachios.
1: Okay. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I, I, stick the, I stick the raw pecans. That's my nut of choice. Oh, Again, wow. Lovely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, I, I don't know about you. Like some people, like I, I switch my liquors every few years. Like there's a liquor I get into and then that's pretty much the only one that I'll drink. What's um, the current one? Uh, rye. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. From, bur- from, from bourbon, I sort of moved over to uh, to rye, um, but and I find it's just that one. I'll just stick with it. And then the nuts, the same way. Like I was in the cashews for a very long time. I would only eat a cashew, but uh, in the last year, I got into pecans, and I I, I was kind of cheap, right? So pecans and expensive nuts, so that was usually what limited me from buying them. And I um, I started getting them raw, and then I put them in an air fryer with no oils or anything and just crisp them up a little bit and i'm kind of addicted i find myself just anytime i think of a snack i just go grab some roasted raw pecans oh wow yeah they're uh they're very tasty so that that that's new or i should say
1: continuing and why 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 do you um is this thing that you've always had where you just focus on one thing and that's your thing when it
0: comes to uh, certain food items, I mean, don't, don't you find, don't you have a focus? I mean, you've got a when you go food shopping, I find I eat lots of things, but you're going to only choose certain things you're going to purchase for the house.
1: Yeah, I probably do. I just never uh, thought of it that way. I thought I was always like shopping out of free choice, but maybe in retrospect, I'm, I'm I, you know, I get the same products over and over again.
0: Yeah, I feel I like I didn't
1: think it was a thematic thing, but I guess it could be.
0: Yeah, it is, man. I think free will is just a wonderful marketing scam. I don't think we really yeah. have it. We are all under the, under the spell of a product, whether we know it or not. And that product might be a piece of nature, right? Like, you know, maybe you only go to a certain type of forest, you know, you're only into deciduous forests and temperate climates, but mm-hmm. you know, that's still a very focused area and whatever goes on in that region that, that kind of has you, you, you you're not really into anything else. It's the same as you, you know, you're really only into, you know, transgender Micronesians.
1: It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's been that way for five years. So I, I, I don't, I think it's temporary, but uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, they're the only thing I want to, you know, procreate with.
0: <laughs>
1: That's cool that they could still procreate. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I haven't tested the theory, but I, I would think so. Speaking of procreation, that, that does
0: bring me up to something that, that did happen in the last week. And I would be curious of your opinion. Um, this is a, this is a true story for our listeners who are wondering, trying to decide like what's really going on here. This is this, this story that did, did take place in the last week. It's the most updated uh, of some stories I can share uh, a mutual, uh, not a mutual, sorry, not mutual with you, but a, sort of a friend of, of mine and maybe of the family's similar age, uh, guy, yeah. uh, we were, we were having a conversation and, you know, he's a fairly uh, progressive gentleman. I like to think I'm progressive, but the last couple of years have taught me that I am not progressive enough. Mm-hmm. So he told me, uh, without joking or any kind of irony that, uh, the word fucked, it really shouldn't be used anymore in the sense of like, you just got fucked or so-and-so fucked you or, you know, in the sense of like, you were, you're just totally screwed. You know, you've been, you know, done over. And yeah. I was, and I thought he was kind of joking. Right. I'm like, but then he went on in a, in a very serious discourse about, uh, you know, how inappropriate it is because it, its roots are basically, you know, anti-homosexuality. And I was confused. And he's like, yeah, because what people have always been saying is, you know that being fucked is a bad thing yeah and i I thought i'm like and i'm trying you know when people are telling you something that you know and you you can't actually figure out if they're fucking with you or not because what they're saying just seems too unbelievable you must have had those situations right oh yeah this seemed like an unbelievable situation there's no way this guy that i know fairly well is telling me in all seriousness that especially with all the you know, coming of age of the history of words and cancel culture that one of the great American words, fuck, actually is inappropriate to use. And not in a profane sense, like, oh, you wouldn't say fuck in front of someone's grandma, but simply that using fucked in that sense is derogatory to homosexuals, many of which live on my block. So I was very excited to go ask them if they this was true, um, because somehow I had never heard of it. And then after, and then after he tells me this, that he goes you know it you know peace society has just assumed that being fucked is bad and it's painful and it hurts and it's wrong and it's immoral he goes you know they couldn't be further from the truth he's like it you know it's it's great to get fucked it feels wonderful he's like it's just a really you know pleasurable thing and i go oh yeah i guess i guess you're right i didn't think about you know you also could be fucked that you know she could be on top so if know she's on top, then I guess you are getting fucked. And then he says, no shit. Oh, I didn't think about that. I guess that too. And so my mind starts racing because this is a guy who we're friends because our kids are friends. He's married for a long time. I know his wife. And I, I found myself, I just kept, my mind was racing. Like, is he trying to say that his wife pegs him? Which is a very strange visual when you know a couple and you think of the guy you know uh, and his wife with a strap on, uh, fucking him in the ass. Or was the only he, option is he uh, was he was he a gay convert? Is he openly bisexual? And so we never finished the conversation. I just left it kind of hanging there. But I found myself thinking about it for the next some days, on and off, And in just outright curiosity. You know, how
1: would you approach that situation? Uh, I would just keep asking questions, I guess. What would
0: be your next set of questions for
1: this person? What was the last question? Well, I I I, I let I let it
0: I let the conversation just carry on when he had when I when I had said when he talked about how pleasurable it was to get fucked and and how wrong people were and they're using the word inappropriately and I simply had said yeah I never you know I, I guess it is does feel good you know depending on the woman if she's on top and he goes oh I never even thought of that perspective you know yeah. i guess that also would feel good and that's when wow. i was sort of left slack
1: jawed but i didn't ask <laughs> any
0: follow-up questions
1: because i mean I, I guess i guess i don't know what the question is but i like this kind of separation between active and passive so i would say what other passive things do you enjoy
0: oh in regards to and to that comment you know is it I guess we live in it. I guess it's okay just to flat out ask him what he meant by that, but I sort of like the idea of, of playing around it more. Yeah. You know, what kind of questions could you ask to like not bluntly say, does your wife put a strap on or are you just a bisexual? Or did you used to be practicing a gay and then convert? Mm. I feel like that's too easy. <laughs> No, no questions for me. Well, any of our listeners, if uh, I, you I will. am,
1: I am befuddled. Uh, I I'd like to suggest that Maputo uh, send uh, questions. I know Mapudu is listening. Well, a, a, a few of our a few of our live feeders. I, I feel like here we've got one just uh, popped in here.
0: Uh, we've heard from him before. Alu Akbar in Oman is saying, "Of course, feels good. Nothing wrong with it. No questions needed." Okay. I guess he's saying to not ask question. Um, let's see, we got a few scrolling through. Uh, for the, many of our listeners, the 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 feed we get, the English is not always great. Sometimes it's totally indecipherable. Um, here is Ed, uh, Ed from e. Ca- yeah, Ed, e. Sorry, I said that wrong. Ed, Ed from Cameroon, saying, Oh. I don't know if I should read this, but uh, basically he said, gays must die. Uh, Edie, we would prefer not to uh, have language like that on our show, even if those are your beliefs.
1: Um, I, I want uh, everyone to feel like they're being uh, uh, included. So I wouldn't want him to feel excluded from the conversation. That's true. I think in being inclusive,
0: we should allow his view, which I, I shared, although I expressed my opinion that uh, was not something. Um and we got one more here, Melissa. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This must be like a fake thing because Melissa. Melissa is from Tanzania. Um, she said, "I like it. Please call me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: Melissa. What I think it? what she me- I think I- what she meant was probably. Uh, that, that she, uh, she finds this, uh, this, uh, this way of, uh, approaching sexuality, uh, a very, uh, progressive and cool way. And she's basically saying, uh, c- call me is, is a bit of a, probably I'm guessing, you know, I, I don't know Melissa, but my guess is that she, that this is kind of a, uh, uh, an homage to, uh, movies from the 1980s, uh, where people would say, call me and, uh, in, in, in this Hollywood scenario where actually when they say that, they they mean don't call me. So I think she's probably, my guess, is, is, is she's probably playing with the semantics here to uh, really uh, create a sort of artificial, uh, inclusive society.
0: I think you might be on. Let me uh, type back to her. Oh, look, she wrote back again. Yes, I like, please
1: call. Hmm well all right uh, wow nice good stuff Melissa. Yeah. but
0: you know you, you brought up a good point and in, i in, in a, in a moving on from uh, this conversation sorry for other people writing in I won't have time to, uh, to read all of those um, and it looks like uh, there's more Melissa types out there a lot of them have photos that seem like they were taken right in the sunlight so you can't quite see their face very clearly um, anyway the movies was something new that I did have you been to the movies recently are the movies even open there
1: yeah, I have. In fact, I saw I saw uh, a Quiet Place 2 a couple of weeks ago. It's a it's, an, it's a new horror film that's uh, written and directed by John Krasinski, and uh, and it's it's a scary movie. And the scariest moment in the movie was when someone in the audience sneezed.
0: <laughs> was uh, was it like? How many people are in the theater?
1: um there was something like I'm gonna guess around 20 25 it was a small it was a relatively small theater wow and I it, feel like that that's yeah. a good that's that's a good turnout we had a
0: I went to my first post-pandemic movie with you know, my son the other day it was a rainy Sunday uh and a popular local theater and you think it'd be crowded and, and I felt like I was in one of those um like peep theaters because there was Ah. there was literally four other
1: people in the entire theater (laughs)
0: um
1: and I don't know if they were taking social distancing to an extreme have you ever Um, been to those peep theaters in like Times Square in the olden days
0: yeah I went once in uh I went one I think I was still in high school um and I remember it being like pretty icky yeah I I was not encouraged to uh remove my drawers um (laughs) i feel like it was like a rite of passage like if you grew up around new york city or in new york city you you had to spend some time on 42nd street before the world of disney came along
1: yeah yeah you saw it Um, before it got disneyfied i feel like no
0: one captured that better than uh than scorsese's taxi driver Um, it was wonderfully uh shown to the world so uh, tell me about this movie did you did like related to like COVID wise, was that even
1: something on your mind were people wearing masks in the theater? Um, Um, You know, like I used to, I used to really, really love going to the movie theaters and and I hope it comes back a little bit, but uh, I found it a bit weird, like how, you know, how like this past year and a half, we've gotten used to sort of creating our own atmospheres and and therefore having more control over our, our atmospheres. And here, like I remember, we walked in, and a couple of people. There was like, uh, uh, um, what's it called, uh, uh, reserved seating, and a couple of people, or like this whole row of people, were sitting in in our seats. And it was like, well, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'll sit wherever. Like, I don't care. Like, you didn't, you didn't,
0: you didn't do the old like when you go to a sporting event and you're like, you show your ticket stuff. Hey, buddy. Nah. We're L six and L seven. Beat it. And they
1: kind yeah. of jumped the seats the next row. Yeah. And nah, it didn't matter. I mean, that, and in fact, I mean, I just sort of I looked at them and they were like a bunch of kids and they were like, oh, somebody took our seats. I was like, it's OK. we'll, we'll take a different seat. But then like then they had this whole thing where they like moved everyone, not not us, but they moved everybody else to back to their seats or something like that. So it was this strange moment. I, I couldn't follow why. Uh, but I think the reason was that, uh, they, they needed, uh, people to take distance, even like they, they couldn't sit in one row together anyway, uh, minor detail, uh, no, it's it an important, important, watch- an important detail though, because I
0: did notice, I'm always looking for details in the movie theater. I thought of, you know, we did, this was an assigned seat movie theater also. And it said, um, there was a big sign. I'm like, oh, let's just go sit somewhere else. And these signs were throughout the theater and said, you cannot switch seats. And then underneath yeah. it said due to uh, social distancing requirements, which I think yeah. makes selling theater tickets very complicated because are you, is it six feet from your mouth and next person's mouth? Um, and someone had to come with all those angles. That's a lot of permutations throughout a theater.
1: Yeah. I so I what happened? What, what happened
0: after you uh, you did not get moved?
1: Yeah, well, uh, the others did. And well, I don't know, like there was a bit of a shift in like where people were seated on, in the theater. It didn't affect our environment. But, uh, you know, I noticed like uh, separate from that, I just noticed like the the presence of other people and like sometimes like at the beginning, you know, when the trailers they are showing people are talking, which which is totally fair. Like, I think you're completely allowed to do that. And yet, like oh you so you do you do agree, not you, agree with,
0: you agree with trailer talk then
1: i i do agree with trailer talk i mean I, i'm the I, same I, I i feel like yeah. you
0: should be able to talk until the actual movie starts but yeah. some people i yeah. find get very irritated with talking even during the trailer
1: yeah it depends where you are i guess if you're in like some uh artsy theater then uh then maybe it's a bit of a different uh expectation but I don't know. I guess my main point is that uh, it was fun. It was fun to see the movie, but like uh, at the same time, like I I could have equally skipped it. Like uh, the the presence of other people wasn't wasn't an, uh, serving it. It wasn't an advantage. Like if you're watching a comedy or something like that, where everyone's cracking up. I thought uh, in a horror movie
0: though it would be. It's been so long since I've seen one in the theater, but yeah, I thought true. there'd also be that same community of like. I mean, it's different than watching in a black movie theater where everyone's so expressive. That's a good
1: point. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a good point, and uh, and and in fact, that is why horror films are kind of fun to watch in movie theaters because, first of all, you're 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 in the dark, and you're all like kind of feeling vulnerable and exposed. So, yeah, maybe I didn't think about it that way, but but did I you, but I just you, noticed. Go, go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, I just noticed after a year and a half of uh, hardly going to movie theaters. I think I've been to uh, three movies since, uh, in movie theaters since, since March of last year. Uh, I think uh, the, the feeling is that, uh, I don't miss it as much as I used to. Would it change things for you if the movie theater you went to
0: had someone or something that at the scary point of the movie sort of came behind you and like, grabbed your neck or your head or put a bag over you or something like that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would definitely (laughs) not go to that movie theater. (laughs) I think,
0: if you think about it though, you know, people just need more today. And and, we're always looking for more and we, you know, the serotonin hits have to be stronger. I think taking the kind of virtual reality world and just making the movie theater experience more immersive, uh, it'd be cool during one of those scary scenes if somebody actually grabbed you because i mean that's part of what you're looking for right like you want that that thrill of like just getting the shit scared out of you yeah true, that's um, true. and that obviously could play out in other un- unmentionable ways depending on the type of film
1: <laughs>
0: in terms of what might or might not happen to you while you're you're sitting there um i found i missed the theater like being in there i was like oh, i forgot like the theater is a cool experience and i, I didn't find i i thought uh too much about uh, breathing the same air as anybody else I feel the I feel pretty superhero-y with the vaccination
1: which um, uh, which theater did you go to and what movie
0: uh by your old home in Lincoln Square uh, oh there cool. They, they spent a lot of money uh, redoing uh, one of the old uh, Chicago theaters but it's good that they did I don't know if you know this but uh, a number of the the major chains in America went out of business Ah, uh, yeah I do yeah so the the some of the bigger theaters that we would go to weren't even aren't even open. Um so that's that's kind of weird. I don't know what that's going to you know for shadow for the uh, upcoming movie season. Uh we saw a movie that I highly do not recommend to uh, anybody unless you have small children between the ages of probably 3 and 5.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> so what I think was the it, movie? Even my son I think it was it. It was um it was called Boss Baby. Oh, like, Boss Baby 2. Yeah, or yeah. What yeah. it was a sequel to the Boss Baby, and I don't know if you have this experience. I think this is very much something with kids. But I always keep a, a vape pen handy for the kids' films. Oh yeah, because I feel if I'm not stoned, I'm just going to be upset. But if I'm high, there's a chance, <laughs> a chance that I, I might enjoy it. And I've had a few cases where I've done the whole lot. I'm totally the guy that was like whoa whoa like just during some like crazy graphic thing Um, and i've done it with no ironic effect like it really was pretty fucking cool and so and
1: did you have a moment like that that was my hope
0: like the best i could hope for getting high going to kids movie is that i'm gonna have a whoa like like moment and uh I, i didn't i dozed off like four different times um I could, I could not get into the the, the, the only thing that I, that was kind of like lightly enjoyable was Alec Baldwin is the voice of what used to be the the baby who's now an adult. He like, yeah. he's like a business tycoon. And I really feel that they were doing a lot of like Trump things like that weren't obvious, but were totally there because his character was like this big blonde hair ogre. Um, and there was like a scene where like his hands got really small um and he made some comment stuff about his the family business and it i don't know i just associated with trump maybe it was because i was high and that was like pretty much the highlight there was like no interesting story arc the graphics were not cool and uh yeah all the marijuana did was help me take uh, various naps fantastic and my son who i I think he's not been to enough movies because this to me is like unheard of. I got a big popcorn with him, right? I'll normally I find popcorn's a gimmick and they charge you a little bit more for the extra large. And I always take the opposite route and just get the small because it's not about the money. I just feel you get sick if you eat too much popcorn.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'm like, okay, that's a treat for him. Let's get like the extra large fucking gigantic bag of popcorn. And at some point in the movies, it was gone. Like the whole thing was gone. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, go get a refill wow refill and i remember one time at some fucking theater he went to i never saw this before they're like oh if you get a you can you can come down for a free refill and i, I don't know what that was for some promotion and i guess it got stuck in his head i totally forgot about it <laughs> After like 15 minutes or so in the movie he kept badgering me like daddy daddy you know go get refills refills i'm like that's it no more popcorn and he kept asking for more shit and i'm like I mean, have you ever been to the movie theater and been able to get, even as a grown up with your own salary, more than one a snack?
1: You're asking if I'm asking you, have you have
0: you ever gone back out after, you know, sitting down with whatever thing you're going to have
1: to eat and got something else? No, because the movie becomes the priority. Yeah, Uh,
0: to me, that that's anathema. I feel like I would be setting the stage for a lifetime of movie interruptions. Like his yeah. future spouse would be so annoyed with him that she, ah. he or she could never go to the movies without him sitting still. Right. So what, what happened was, you know, as a parent, you find yourself in these moments like, "Oh, this could change the course of my son's direction. And I felt by holding the fort and refusing to give in to additional popcorn or, or treats that uh, maybe I would help him focus on movies more. Uh,
1: okay. And it that, was the that was the highlight of boss baby too yeah <laughs> did it eventually stop the badgering and uh yeah because i think i fell back asleep <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, i've talked to other parents about this too by the way i, I the, the narcolepsy i, I think is a, is a is a universal parental problem you know you don't get many naps as a parent once your kid is past nap age and you're you're just tired, you know? You get woken up a little earlier than you want to and um, you'd rarely get a place that's dark. And the seats these days are pretty comfortable, right? The seats kind of rock back a bit. They're big. There's no one in the theater. And the movie was not interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's like, it's someone is just like basically offering you a pot of gold. It's hard not to fucking dip your hands in it. No.
1: Yeah, I wonder if like, You know, we always assume that like movies are made to be engaging from beginning to end. Uh, But I wonder if like part of the built-in tradition is that most movies are not like that. Some movies like on uh, the streaming platforms are made so that you can do other things and still watch it, which is why they seem very slow or they might seem very uh, obvious. I wonder if there's a whole like extra version of 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 creating art and culture and and specifically cinema, where the intention is actually to keep different sets of people occupied, like a children's movie, in different ways. So you think they kind of
0: run different sets of focus groups to figure that out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. or maybe like uh, you know, there's a few people on the inside who know exactly how it works. and they know that, for example, in minute 30 of the movie we need to have a montage because typically audiences especially the kids kind of doze off at that moment i don't know
0: yeah, funny you say that but I, I kind of my, my wife and i bond over hating montages uh oh, but there right. seems to be certain <laughs> movies that, that do montages does that do you think that's its background like they just recognize that interest may be lost so at this point we plan we find a fun song and um
1: it might be. I think a montage is uh, obviously a, 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 a writer's technique to cram in chronology in a short amount of time in a sort of uh, an uppity, uh, well, not necessarily uppity, but in a musical form. Um, so it's it's a it's a it's a technique if you want to show the couple getting to know each other better, or the process of losing each other, or losing a home, or whatever. It's sometimes way quicker to show it rather than tell it.
0: So, are you open to the montage, or do you find you also are, are not a big fan?
1: Well, I'm currently writing a movie, uh, co-writing a movie, and we have a montage in there. So, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I feel like I've surrendered to the fact that it is kind of a, a, a normal thing that happens, meaning is, that uh, that I'm just going with the flow here. Is there a Rolling
0: Stones song playing, and a number of people getting uh, shot?
1: Uh. In this case it's low budget so whatever whatever the production can afford in terms of music, but. Uh, there, there is it's a it's a series of uh, scenes of, uh, of, of of a couple of people like Harold and Kumar. Uh, going around the city of Athens.
0: Well oh, i'm very impressed how and kumar in Athens so is that just because there's so many refugees that are stuck there you're able to pick a couple of uh, random
1: nationalities um no that was yeah no we this one is is very greek so uh, the, the names are are not harold and kumar or like but uh they are two kind of stoner greek guys there, well, there isn't I... that much uh, uh diversity in this movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know greeks are almost african so maybe there's some diversity yeah. there Maybe going full circle, you
1: can uh, take the
0: uh, conversation from earlier in the show, uh, because that would be very Greek to have that type of conversation about the confusion over uh, being fucked.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very true.
0: I think Socrates really enjoyed being fucked. That would be a great conversation for two Greek stoners to have. And I think the Greek audience would be all over that.
1: (laughs) Um, You know, I I did want to I I did bring one thing to this show, but uh, I just want to check whether like what the agenda is uh but I, I did bring one thing to the show that i i'm curious uh, this is the agenda we're, we're living the yeah agenda. okay yeah, great <laughs> just just checking so I, I don't know if you read in the paper uh, this past week uh that um brandeis university released a list of words that you're no longer allowed to use anymore it's uh, fucked Is fucked one of them I fucked is not one of them. Uh, Crazy
0: has been in the news a lot lately. People are are, are big on getting crazy out of the lexicon.
1: I think what I'll do is I'll just send you a a link to it so you can open it uh, yourself. Um, uh, I'll send it to you on on what computer or the smartphone? What do you prefer? You can send me a a phone link. All right. I'll send it to you on the phone link. And I'd love it if we could go through it a bit. Let's, uh, Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah, okay. It's uh, it's in your WhatsApp, and uh, let me know. That, that was there. a that was a
0: paid promotion, by the way. For people wondering, we uh, we we are paid yep. for it. I think. Paid
1: by WhatsApp and Brandeis University. And well. what's great about
0: what's great about WhatsApp is I, I don't use it very frequently, and I noticed in here I have, I have various messages I have not seen over the last month. There you so go. All these people must be like, oh, that. Guy. All right. Now Brandeis, from my memory, is uh, has a big Jewish population. Um, yeah uh, located uh yeah, it's a lot out. of uh overachieving uh, overeducated but uh, not quite qualified to get an ivy league school type students yes. is that
1: my memory correct i think that's a perfect definition of brandeis yeah
0: you know what growing yes. up in the northeast you learn about all this shit okay all right so uh, you want to read and i'll follow along well I'll, I'll
1: just say uh just to build to, to set the picture and of course you can check our website and, and follow the links there but uh it's basically three columns the first one says instead of and then the list of words that uh, are going to be replaced the suggested alternatives being in the second column and then in the third column there's an explanation so i'm curious as you're kind of skimming through this wait, well this is this, is, this is amazing this is, we're gonna yeah. have time to do it let's, let's just get started All this right? is this is the next 10 episodes uh but <laughs> is there i mean it's 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 not that long of a list but i'm, I'm curious like what's what strikes you as uh, as as an interesting one?
0: Well, let's start with the first one on the list here. So, uh, it's uh, it says instead of, and uh, yeah. so instead of using you guys, which I fucking love, ladies and gentlemen, which I, I've never really liked, so I'm okay with getting rid of that. And they're recommending y'all, folks, or this is really funny, or folks. They spelled it F O L X. I don't even know what the history of fucking that is. Um, friends loved one or people
1: um people yeah you know loved ones i feel like that was only do you want the explanation maybe we should read that these examples either lump all people under masculine language or within the gender binary man or woman which doesn't include everyone
0: I mean I, I mean, I think loved ones is totally inappropriate unless you're at a fucking funeral and you want to use the most, uh, you know
1: typical of language. That's the only I don't thing. understand what loved ones means, actually. it's a, it's, a, it's a colloquial term that I, I, I use and I encounter, but but loved by who? Would you say that like like opening up a
0: show, like would you go on stage and say, Thank you for coming, loved ones. I mean, that would just be fucked up. I mean,
1: it, where would you I'd say used loved it, ones? I think I've used it in uh, uh, when I officiated weddings, at, like Correct. as an opening. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's also it's also known. Yeah, the officiant would use loved ones at a wedding or a funeral.
1: Um, yeah,
0: y'all. That's a very American.
1: And is it American or is it Southern?
0: Well, it's, it's correct. So within, within the American dialect, it is from the South. And it's used by both uh, African-Americans and white Southerners. But I think the problem there is, you, you know, that could be offending people who find the, the whole notion of the South just, you know, racist and
1: offensive. I, I wonder if also you is uh, actually not inclusive enough maybe it's it's sing is it singular or can it be you, you can be used for plural you can be plural you is allowed okay. okay. context. All and, right. f- and
0: folks also in america is a term that is used um, often within the black community to refer to others so i feel like that's appropriating um, i'm just I, but i keep going back to loved ones i, I feel like and the fact that they misspelled folks, do you have any idea where that comes from?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. My first suspicion is uh, is, is some version of, uh, of, of, of I, I'm going to say the wrong word now, but like e- ebonics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here, here's, a, here's the next one. The word freshman, uh, which we yeah. generally use for the fir- a first-year uh, student, they're just saying call first-year student I mean, why couldn't you just call them fresh? Or right. we used to say we used to say frosh.
1: Frosh, yeah, fresh.
0: You know, I, I think the idea should be, you know, language wants to be simplified, language wants to be shortened. That's where common language always goes to. So why are they fucking going backwards from freshman to first year student? That's just too many words out of the mouth.
1: Yeah. I, I like the next one, by the way, on the list, which is uh, African American. Let's see.
0: Instead of African American, yeah,
1: black,
0: black with a capital B. That's what it says to use. But if you're talking, do you have to always say that? Hey, they're black with a capital B. (laughs) That's like that's like saying someone's really black. That's the way I interpret that. Like, yo, I just saw my black friend yesterday, and I'm talking black with a capital B. Oh, everyone's going to be like. What are you? Yeah. That's fucking some super, super racist shit. Um, here,
1: can, you read the, that, can you read the explanation? That's a long sure. explanation. For, for black folks, notice they're using folks already. Correct, born, in the context of where it belongs. Yeah, born in the United States, hyphenating their identity can be interpreted as othering. Some folks do prefer to use African-American, particularly in connection to their ancestral roots while others may identify with other ethnicities. We recommend using black as a default, but being open to adjusting if asked to.
0: Yeah, uh, what, what, what is your thought on that? Because Well, um... I find
1: it interesting that uh, like, like, I mean, what, what's, what's interesting about this is like how white people aren't on this list.
0: yeah i mean i personally don't like caucasian i have nothing to do with the caucuses i find the, the term yeah. offensive, so i would like to get rid of that
1: how did that start yeah exactly I,
0: I think the black one they have not delved into enough i i personally this is serious i always took offense with how uh, barack obama was classified because he was to me not a black american his experience had nothing in common with who he considered descendants of slaves um You know, he was very similar to any immigrant of color in America, so I think that in itself needs its own term, because in America, we generally associate Black with those being descendants of slavery and having had to deal with generations of bullshit that has kind of led to a lot of the issues today, whereas someone like Barack Obama really deals with issues that are more typical that many immigrants deal with. and I think they're unique, but for some reason, that's never discussed. That's like a big uh, no-no. Mm. I, I think the next section is really the one we should focus on in our time today but we have
1: remaining. Is The ableist language.
0: I, I, I don't. I think that word is ableist language. So oh, in, sorry, in terms ableist. Of, sorry. So if you're of able course. or not,
1: <laughs> totally ridiculous. And I, I right away
0: I see that they are. They don't want us using the word spaz. First of all, that was a very '80s word. I have not heard the term yeah. spaz forever
1: but i don't know what's if spans any kind way, of medical Go do ahead. you think do you think it's an 80s word or do you think it's a word that like people use when they're really young like and so maybe i mean not 80s but like in your case yeah maybe it was used in the early 90s when you were that age and maybe they're still using it at that age you just grow out of that word
0: yeah, maybe. I, I you know I have not investigated it with uh, my linguistic buddies, but <laughs> it, it kind of makes me think of a lot of words that came about in, like, 50s America, um, sort of uh, for people that based their life on movies. I think about Back to the Future when he went back with uh, Biff and the uh, getting picked on, McFly getting picked on, that whole scene and the language they used, that was very much of a spaz origin. Mm, um, right. I, I don't. They want us to change it to clumsy, which I think is fine. I, I'm okay with clumsy, but this mm. one I have—I have a real problem with. They're saying they want to get rid of the words crazy, insane, and wild. Um, insane, I guess. You know, is, is there something to be said about if you're actually classified as insane? But I feel like crazy and wild. Uh, they want to change that to that's
1: bananas. Wow, who the fuck thought of that? and and where's the wild like what what is offensive about wild
0: my guess is there's some history in wild in terms of you know being used for people who are basically they're probably poor but you know they're acting in a way that is not conforming to like good behavior and so mm-hmm. I, I might get that's my guess calling them wild is uh, is offensive even though they probably are wild um, yeah i i can't get behind instead of saying that someone's crazy that's bananas wow
1: yeah that's pretty bananas huh <laughs> did you
0: see britney spears <laughs> that's bananas wow look at that guy on the street who was just walking around naked doing kung fu that's he's bananas. bananas that's bananas he's bananas and I wonder why and they they use like this gender neutral "that's bananas, wow!" Like, I, I think if people start saying "that's bananas, wow," I, I I think I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm done with with humanity, or at least wherever I'm living. Um, that's got to be that's got to be a fine red line right there.
1: By the way, if you walk, if you go down a little bit uh, down, I think I just uh, saw it. <laughs> you see. handicapped and the next word yeah i'm looking at it right now and trying not to (laughs) laugh too hard it
0: says handicapped and then it says re and then two asterisks um r d e d so it's -er reerted handicapped or -er reerted um my guess is they're talking about retarded and we get it that word has been uh, a no-no for many years now so i'm okay even though I will, I will admit, in, in secrecy, every once in a while, a good retard drop feels so really good to say. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, there was a there was like a year ago, and my son was just acting like such a jerk,
1: and
0: uh-huh. um, but I shortened it so he nobody would know, and I and I just was like, stop acting like such a tard. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, he, he didn't pick up on other than the fact that I was being cruel to him. Um, my wife did, and it was a led to a big argument. Um, but there, it's sort of like "cunt." I think that's that's where like "retarded" has come in the lexicon, right? It is it is sort of the no go word for most people now. Like you just don't use it. I think there's enough education on it for so many years that most people are in agreement, but at the right time, if you can drop it, it's got a lot of power. Like, fuck has lost most of its power. It's really, there's, there's nothing really to it anymore. True. But an, an appropriate drop, and a double one, a cunt and a retard, like, if you could manage to say both those in the same sentence, you're going really, to yeah, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get someone to fly off the handle. Is that allowed? Can yeah. you say fly off the handle? Um, why can't you say "walking"? Does that make any sense to you? They want, uh, you to, to, they want you to change because the walk-in, the only definition to that is someone who comes into a, an appointment think, or a clinic or something without an appointment.
1: Well, I mean, the, the idea here is that if you're uh, unable to walk, you are oh, not included in that sentence.
0: Good point.
1: And, and Roland would, would not include people who are able to walk.
0: And it would also confuse people whose name was Roland. Um, yeah. Walk. I I wonder, like, if you lost your ability to walk, if that would offend you that you're walking. I, I guess. I mean, I, I can walk still, so I, I don't know. But I, I don't think spaz has origins in being. You know, I think people that are spazzes are legitimately spazzes. I,
1: I I mean, I don't know what the origin of the word is. Do you have an Would you say spaz in in, in Amsterdam?
0: Would people know what you're? Because people's English no. level there is they very high. They would not
1: know. They wouldn't understand
0: spaz here. Do you think they'd feel that you were saying something like so bad that they would be offended? Like if you were just like, dude, stop acting like a spaz, would they kind of lose it because they didn't know the definition or would they laugh?
1: (laughs) I don't think so. It doesn't sound, I I mean, it's funny. Like a word also has like a secret energy to it. And I don't think that anyone can say this word where you feel like, oh, something really bad has been said. Okay. Okay. So meaning, you know, like meaning, even if you don't know the meaning of the word, you you sort of sense with like a, a, a sixth sense, like what how people are using it. All right. There's a lot
0: here, man. I'm so OCD. Unless you are OCD. Yeah, so then you can say it, and then, and then you can always have the argument, no one's going to make you show like a certificate if someone's like, excuse me, and you're like, what, I am OCD. Um, that's a relatively new phrase. I didn't hear that before a few years ago, I'm so OCD. Um, I kind of think like, it's almost a compliment, like it's taking a, a, a disorder that people used to not know anything about and, and making it mainstream, so people recognize it. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I, I wouldn't be offended if people started being like, oh, my God, that's such a small, a small dick thing to do. I'd be like, finally, people are going <laughs> to under, understand what I've been dealing with my whole life. Um, and you notice there's nothing on ableist language about the small penis thing. That's true. We're or, or big. or big either. I, I think those people have their own beef. Yeah, they do. No pun intended. Um, lame. <laughs> You know lame does have a history in terms of its its medical use and it's not used anywhere anywhere but those that's so lame I feel like using the word lame is kind of lame
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that went out of trend I don't know if you living in Holland if you still know like which words are sort of in the lexicon or not
1: uh, you know I watched I watch TV shows so I feel like I'm uh, subconsciously aware of it but uh, but I, I was surprised just now by what you said about lame I feel like that's that's used a lot yeah, well, I would imagine Holland's by five years or so behind the, what's going on. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, before we get to what does this mean? Generic people of color when you were talking about a specific group of groups. So they don't want you saying people of color. Yeah, I would never say people of color anyway. I think it's a ridiculous term. Instead, they want you to say BIPOC or BIPOC, which is a little bit too close to. Like a rapper. Did you listen to, you know, like two Tupac and BIPOC. It's, it's, it's like Tupac and Biggie Smalls had a baby, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is possible. Everyone's wondering what happened to them. You know, for the longest time, the African-American community was virulently anti-homosexual. Uh, yeah. And it's possible that those two huge rappers could not even dream of maintaining their legacy if they came out as gay. So perhaps they both faked their own deaths and their, you know, I don't know living a a wonderfully gay life somewhere in Tasmania. Hmm. Yeah, regardless, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color. That is what this term means. Um, Did you read the definition of it, though? It says, this term intentionally names Black and Indigenous folks who are disproportionately impacted by violence in the U.S., even more so than other people of color. Right. But if that's the case, then why is the term also used the term people of color? Is, it, is, I, that why, is that why they got to go first?
1: That, that must be the reason. I don't know. Who thought, know. Who thought of this shit, man? This um, list got a lot of uh, negative publicity, of course. I could month. imagine, because then it gives Either. the explanation
0: for BIPOC, and it says, if you were talking about a specific racial group, name the group you were talking about. Well, isn't that contrary to what they just came up with?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> why wouldn't you then say, oh, these, uh, these Tunisians, they're really suffering yeah. a lot. Here in uh, Indiana, um, oh, here's all the here's the gay section, which I I don't know. Can I say? Can I even say the gay section? Uh,
1: for me, the <laughs> gay section seems super obvious for some reason, but maybe it isn't because obviously there are some things like transsexual or hermaphrodite, which you're not supposed to use. And- hermaphrodite, I, I never.
0: <laughs> you know, it's such a long word, and and, and and I feel like even as a joke, it doesn't get used. But I would never think of calling a hermaphrodite queer, which is a word I just associate with a sort of catch-all for
1: uh, gay. And I find queer to be weird. Like, uh, like isn't that a bad word? Is, is that I, well, a- I, see they, I see they mention that in their, in,
0: their, in their parenthetical comments. They say, consider your audience. Not everyone receives this word positively. So why would you even suggest that? Yeah, well, what are you supposed to say when you find out that someone has... A vagina and balls. Do you say? Yeah. Excuse me, I'm going to be referring to you with my uh, friend over here. It's like translating.
1: Would you prefer I call you queer or something else? Or a vagina, a vaginalist, uh, balls person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be very accurate.
0: Absolutely, med- med- medically. Um, LG. Oh, I like that. They're 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 saying. LGBTQ+. plus. I can do LGBTQ, but they've added additional letters, which I, I I never get right.
1: Yeah, I don't know what IA means.
0: Yeah, and I find that's just too many. It's sort of like when you have a code, they always say like five is the maximum you should have before you start forgetting shit. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm in agreement there. Let's keep it LGBTQ. Then I add a plus. Yeah. I don't know, that, that seems... Like I, I think
1: plus is offensive to all the people who are minuses
0: um, absolutely i think there's a lot of
1: people that that math wise they've always struggled doing addition but they're
0: better at multiplication um yep. you know they, they have not oh here we go i'm going down the list
1: long time no see
0: <laughs> I, I don't get that at first
1: is that supposed to be for uh, visually impaired people well, the, the explanation on the, yeah, that's what I thought. But then I read the explanation and that's not the reason at all. The reason is these terms as well as other. Uh, oh, that's, that's broken fucking, English, that's fucking ridiculous. I mean, at, at least they are Types making fun of non-native English speakers. I'm doing this for the listeners of non-native English speakers, particularly applied to indigenous people and Asians.
0: So they're saying because it originates from broken English. I would think of any argument; it would be that has to do with, you know, don't say it with, you know, what happens if somebody, the person can't see or they're not able to do. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, i have quite a long time though. See is a great fucking phrase. I like it a lot. No can do. I've always found it annoying when people say that, um, but I, I, I applaud their right to do it. Now the next one,
1: let's get let's get into that. It feels it feels like this mm-hmm. list. I mean, I don't know. To me, it alternates between levels of ridiculousness. So, like, this next one is, to me is pretty pretty a bit more obvious.
0: But someone might argue because we're Jewish, because it says to get gypped
1: yeah. and to
0: get Jude. I find you hear gypped much more than Jude. Um, yeah. I feel like our people have been uh, at the forefront of making sure we don't get that too much. Mm. Um, now, to get haggled down, I, I feel like Haggle is offending the haggish eaters of Scotland. Oh yeah, true. Uh, they wouldn't like it. Now it says that the reason for this is that it's based on the Gypsies, uh, Romani people, being swindlers, which many of them are, um, and the Jews, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that uh, Jews are cheap and/or money hoarders, which is also true. That's I mean, a compliment. How, how many people know Jews that are not cheap? I there challenge aren't you. Any. Yeah, then right now, our screen is blank. Our live feed has nothing for the first time all day. The the ticker has totally stopped. You know, and if you do name a Jew, that person is not Jew, but biologically, they were somehow adopted or, you know, went through some, you know,
1: conversion process. Uh, this is, uh, I like the the Louis C.K. joke, uh, who, by the way, is on the list and you can't use his name anymore, but mm. I like his joke about how the word Jew it can be uh, the right term for someone and the offensive term for someone based on the intonation of how you say that word. Oh, completely. I think the intonation would be a lot of these things. Yeah. I mean, think
0: about it. If you were like, if you said to someone, you you retard. I mean, that's offensive. But if you said, wow, is he he okay? Because that seems a little bit retarded what he just did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's way better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, see how I changed the intonation there? Uh, All right, we're almost done with the list. Uh, I mean, I have not heard this term in ages if uh, sold down the river. I mean, this is an example of common sense. They're suggesting "betrayed," which is obvious, just because it's a shorter word. I mean, people in language yeah. are going to default to a shorter word. Um, yeah. Indian, what are they saying? Why shouldn't we say "sold down the river"?
1: Well, it was it was it's a reference to uh, punishment uh, that uh, enslaved people. Uh, uh, the, the basically well i'll read it as expression refers to enslaved people who were sold as punishment separating them from their families and loved ones now moses he was just left on the river right he wasn't sold he he uh he was left uh on a mountain facing uh israel god my biblical knowledge is awful i thought he was on a river uh no he he was uh, left in uh jordan uh in uh, mount nebo Mm -hmm. uh facing israel so that he could sort of see the land that he's not allowed to enter because at one point he broke the commandments as in literally broke the commandments thank god i have you as a partner because uh, i don't know that
0: an indian giver you know i just think that's confusing today with so many uh, indians from the subcontinent living in america people don't quite know what the hell you're talking about
1: yeah i remember that was an episode in um in Seinfeld back in the 90s, there was a there's a whole bit about the Indian giver uh, when he was dating a, a Native American. And uh, at some point she she returned something or something like that or uh, uh, well, she took something back. She rescinded a gift and he the, the joke there was how he, he wanted to call her an Indian giver. And in this case, it would have been true. But I think looking back at it from, you know, our very woke perspective now, that was like a really uh, an episode that, 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 that really uh, showcased how we've changed as a society since then.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm assuming, I don't remember the episode, but I'm assuming she was hot. Yeah. I think that was the genius of Seinfeld is that he made sure that every girlfriend he ever had was hot. They weren't, they weren't even like mediocre. No, they were all hot. You, you know to that alone the show should be given credit i noticed at the end of that list there's a link to go to they have all sorts of lists i just went to a, a yeah, list there's for, more. i went to a list for cu- a culturally appropriative language and they don't want people saying spirit animal when was the last time you thought of saying the word spirit animal
1: oh. Oh. Yeah, amazing
0: um, I would think that anyone using the word spirit animal is probably doing it in a positive way, which is only bringing acknowledgement to Native American culture.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they have a they have a whole thing.
0: It's called the oppressive language list.
1: Yeah, with powwow and uh, tribe in there.
0: Oh, you can't you can't talk about tribe called quest anymore.
1: Uh, there. Uh, let, let's see what the alternative is. Uh, it's it should be uh friends called quest
0: because there, there is a subculture of, uh, of americans of a certain age when they say tribe they only mean tribe called quest and then there are other people that only mean jews and there's an intersection on the venn diagram of that both those people yeah right you ever hear that term oh they're definitely part of the tribe only jews say this about other jews by the way that's true or people very close to jews feel comfortable enough to say it i've noticed people that grew up on like long island jewish enclaves
1: uh, I miss, I miss Long Island. <laughs>
0: oh my God. Uh, I, I, I could spend all day on doing this, but uh, instead of non-consensual sex, well, I guess that makes sense. They just bluntly say rape. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: a homeless person, person without housing. I think that's too long.
1: So going back to our episode, a person without housing, uh, uh, you, uh, uh, what was it? A person without housing asked if he could, uh, you asked a person without housing, if you could lick the Nutella from his genitalia. Oh yeah.
0: We got to go find that episode. That's not, that's yeah. on the, uh, the greatest hit, the pandemic greatest hits to be released soon. <laughs> and that's going to about wrap up our show for today. Uh, <laughs> We always we always, we always, wrap it up on a good Nutella homeless ball. Uh, you know, I just got to go find that episode. I, I don't even think it's worth referencing. It just brings up too, yep. many, too many memories. Yeah, true. Any closing words for our guests before we end the uh,
1: show? You know, as the world opens up, uh, wishing you the best. I'll be uh, traveling next week to uh, the Holy Land for five days. Looking forward to that. And uh, looking forward to uh, speaking to our audience again uh, in a couple of weeks.
0: Sounds wonderful. Uh, to all of you listeners who uh, have stuck with us to the entire show, I strongly recommend seeing a therapist.
1: And uh, until next time. <laughs>